0: Listeners at home, welcome. This is the Ordinary Church Podcast. My name is Connor Haas. I'm here with Pastor Mike. Good morning, Mike.
1: Good morning, Connor. I'm so excited about getting back into uh, the podcast today. Uh, We have some big things to talk about. Big things. Because things are always going on. Things are always
0: going on. Yeah. Life does not stop. And we are here to jump back into what we've been talking about for the last few weeks, which is the oppressiveness of progressive Christianity. Um, Mike, I'm going to ask you right now, have you been hearing any rumors that people have uh, some concerns about the title of this book that we've
1: been uh, promoting? Okay, so here's the deal. Um, Michael Kruger wrote a great book, but it's got a bad title, The Ten Commandments of Progressive Christianity. Someone has even asked us, well, why are you teaching the Ten Commandments of Progressive Christianity? And, And it gets worse because, again, it's just a great book, but every chapter is a bold statement that is actually a twisted truth. Mm-hmm. And in the hands of the wrong person, if they're not really reading or whatever, they could, they could take it the wrong way. So just so you know, and, and you, you can see and, this in front of the us. the bold right here.
0: statement in any chapter something that he's writing against.
1: He's writing against it, yeah. but he basically says it as if you know there's the statement, right? Yeah. So here's what I've done. And, and I would encourage you to do this if, you, if you're reading this book with us at Grace Church of Orange. So on the front, I wrote refuting, so refuting the Ten Commandments of Progressive Christianity, and then I put a subtitle for the book, Ten Twisted Truths We Must Refute to Be Biblically Strong and Be Healthy in Christ. Yeah. And then what I did is in front of every chapter, for example, chapter one, twisted truth number one, Jesus is a model for living more than an object for worship. Chapter two, twisted truth number two, affirming people's potential is more important than redeeming, reminding them of their brokenness. Twisted Truth Number Three, Chapter Three: The work of reconciliation should be valued over making judgments, because the, re, the he got. I'm sure he put this together so quick. And Michael, if you're listening, I love you. I don't even know you, but I am so thankful you wrote this book, and I'm so thankful that it's a tool that we're using in our church. Mm-hmm. Um, but if I might, let's get Cruciform Press to uh, rename the book Refuting. The Ten Commandments of Progressive Christianity, and then at the chapter headings, Twisted Truth, number one, two, three, go. four, and we're all good then. After that, we're yeah, all good. Yeah. I'm serious. And here's the thing we're having our next Grace Bible Institute, GBI, mm-hmm. on March 14th. And what are we calling it? Refuting Progressive Christianity. And because it's regressive, it's oppressive, it takes people backwards, yeah. it is oppressive spiritually, yeah. it is worse. Uh, than someone, I think it is worse than someone outright just saying, I'm not a Christian, mm-hmm. and can you please tell me the gospel? Here's a people saying, we are Christians, and we have the real gospel, and they have a false gospel. Yep. It's bad news. Yep. Bad news. It's 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 uh, enslaving. It is is confusing. It causes people to be depressed and downcast and mm-hmm. in despair. Mm-hmm. So we are very, very concerned. The big news is the news that we are saved by the good news, uh, the gospel, which is the power of God for salvation, Romans one sixteen, mm-hmm. And I love Romans 11, verses 34 to 36. Who has known the mind of the Lord? Who has been his counselor? Or what is who has given a gift to him that he might be repaid For from him and through him and to him are all things. To him be glory forever and ever. And then it just launches into, then by the mercies of God, I appeal to you, Give yourself as a living sacrifice to God. This is your worship to Him. But you notice the wisdom and knowledge of God. The, the depth, the riches and wisdom and knowledge of God that the mercies are based upon, it's all in the Word of God. Yep. Isaiah 55, you know, uh, my thoughts are not your thoughts. My ways are not your ways. And and my Word is not going to return to me void without accomplishing what I what I sent it for, it, the, the desire of my heart. Um, but there are a lot of people getting deceived. And so what we want to do today... Is really give uh, one or two uh, quick uh, pieces of advice for people that maybe feel like they're starting to hit into the quicksand, (laughs) Mm -hmm. or maybe feel like their foot is caught. Yeah. Okay. So that's kind of where we want to go. Yeah. Okay. That sounds good. Yeah.
0: Well, talk to me then. Give me, give me uh, the first thing that's on your mind. And actually, can I ask you a question before we get into this? Absolutely. Uh, We've been talking about this for a few weeks now on the podcast, on in Men of the Word. Mm GVI is coming up. Mm-hmm. As you have interacted with people about this, yes. what's the response been? Are people really feeling the, the pressure of this? Where are they bumping
1: into it in daily life? Okay, so so maybe this is sad, but I haven't had anyone pushing against it. I've had all people saying, thank you so much for doing this. Yeah, But what that means is that, okay, so this this makes a lot of sense too. Okay, So that, that sheet I gave out on the, the men's event under the tent, Don't Cave. Yep. Okay. And there was that continuum and we're using that on, on Friday mornings when we're going through Jude and Men of the Word. Yep. By the way, a quick plug, 6:30 a.m. every Friday at Grace Church of Orange in person as well as live streamed Men of the Word and we're going to be in week 3 of Jude. We'll be looking at verses 5 and 6, the uh, 5, 6 and 7 yep. this Friday. So, but that said, there's a continuum here and it's like those who are are strong and then all the way to those who are gone, and in the middle are those who are wavering. Okay, and that you need to remind the strong, refute those who are gone, and then you know basically uh, rescue those who are wavering. Mm-hmm. So, and, and there's a there's a swath in there of of a range of wavering. Okay, yeah. where it's you're, you're just feeling a, a slight tickle in your throat. You know you might be getting sick to full blown. You know, you're quarantined. Your, yeah, your, your, yeah, yeah, You're in, yeah. you're in, you're on a, a you're on a, 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 what is it called when you are on a breathing machine? Oh, yeah. You're, okay. uh, you're on a ventilator. Yeah. You know. So, so I'd say that the majority of the people that we are are, you know, going to be connected with are in the category of relatively strong. And it's remind, remind, remind. So this is where uh, I would just go right back to Second Timothy chapter two verse fifteen. Do your best to present yourself to God as one approved, a worker who has no need to be ashamed, rightly handling the word of truth. This is Paul talking to Timothy as a leader in the church, okay? As an elder, as a pastor, as a shepherd. But this doesn't put us all off the hook and go, yeah, it's just my job or someone else's job and and everyone else gets to skate. Mm -hmm. Every believer ought to do their best to get, as Jim Elliott put it, a a degree of AUG, approved unto God. Hmm. That's the degree he wanted, AUG, approved unto God. Because you don't want to be ashamed. And what does it say? Avoid irreverent babble. It will lead to further ungodliness. And the talk will spread like gangrene, which is cancer. And he names some people, Hymenaeus and Philetus. This is why I'm naming people like Peter Enns and saying, stay away from his books. Mm -hmm. This man is dangerous. He's heretical. And there are people you know, lifting him up. Uh, there are plenty of false teachers out there, and we need to be aware. And we need to say, we're not going to cave in on the Bible. And so I'd say, if you're strong, keep reminding yourself, keep reminding others, remind each other, we are uh, in a battle for the souls of, of <laughs> men and women and boys and girls.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's super helpful. Okay, well, thanks for letting me kind of sidetrack us for a second. But let's get back to what you're talking about. What's this first thing that you'd say to people... As a kind of here guiding principle for rejecting the lies, holding the truth, right? It kind of
1: goes with the idea of uh, being reminded. Okay? okay, so it's remembering, and here's the thing: you don't remember. Think about all the things you forget on a daily basis. Okay, oh, I forgot where I put my keys. Forgot where I put my wallet. Forgot I had an appointment. Whatever, and it doesn't matter how old or how young how young you are, people forget things all the time mm-hmm. for various reasons, right? And so, for example, in two Timothy chapter three. Paul is telling Timothy you followed my what teaching conduct mm-hmm. aim in life faith patience love steadfastness persecutions sufferings all these things that happened in Antioch Iconium Lystra and then it says that, that all desire all who desire to live godly in Christ will be persecuted evil people and imposters will proceed from bad to worse deceiving and being deceived but as for you continue there's that there's an imperative the present active imperative of You must continue in what you're doing. Mm -hmm. Well, to do that, you have to continually be reminded. How do you get reminded? Now, listeners, you're going to be like, this is so simple. Why'd you build this up so big? I think it's because it's so important that you have to do it this way sometimes. Mm -hmm. Be in the Word every day.
0: Yeah. That's it. Yeah.
1: What reminds me? It's being in the Word every day. Because my heart can get stony and cold in yeah. 24 hours or yeah. 12 hours or yeah. one hour yeah. or, or one minute. And so be in the word every day and know that, what does it say? It's able to make you wise for salvation through faith in Christ. And it goes on in verse 16, all scripture is breathed out by God, profitable. If it's profitable, keep going after it. Keep yeah. going and getting it. Yeah. Go get it every day. Yeah get what you need every day. You go get food yeah. out of your refrigerator yeah. or out of your middle section in your car as you're driving. You know, yeah. I remember one day I was driving out uh, to see our son Michael in Rancho San, Rancho uh, Cucamonga, and for some reason I don't know why I'd gone hiking that day and I hadn't eaten breakfast. And I remember uh, driving on the 15. I'd taken the 15 because I was going to go. By Bass Pro Shops, I think, oh, yeah. on the way out first. <laughs> or maybe we were meeting there. I can't remember. But whatever the case, I remember feeling a bit lightheaded. Like I hadn't drank anything. I hadn't, hadn't uh, eaten anything. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'm feeling kind of lightheaded here. And it's like, you know, probably 10, 30, 11 in the morning, right? Yeah, yeah, and it's yeah. like, I haven't eaten all day. I went hiking. That was not wise. So I'm literally praying, Lord, please let there be something in in the car here. <laughs> And I open up the middle section, and I was using one of my daughter's cars that day. It was a long story, but I was using one of my daughter's cars, and I open up the middle section, and I'm, 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 I'm sticking my hand in there, like, trying to find something, and I find, I, I hear this crinkly, Ooh. and it was a bar. It was a chocolate chip granola bar. Wow. And it was the most tasty chocolate chip granola bar I've <laughs> eaten in my entire life. Totally. The problem is, if I had been eating normally that day, I wouldn't have been in such a crisis. Mm-hmm. So if you find that you're not feeding upon the Word every day in a timely fashion, Mm. like Spurgeon, morning and evening, Mm. no, no, no. How about morning, noon, and night? Or how about snack in the middle too, okay? That's what we like to graze. Just graze all day long. There's a buffet out every day, all day long for us in the Word. And so I guess the thing I would just say is remind yourself, remember, remind others, be in the Word every day. Mm -hmm. A lot. Totally. Totally. And don't go. Oh, I'm overdoing it. You can never overdo it. Hmm. Yeah. Now you can need to be a doer of the word. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So when I say that, what I mean is, you're not going to fill yourself up too full of the word of God. Now, don't just sit there and go. Oh, I know everything. Yeah. Oh, if you're yeah. getting arrogant, then you're not coming to the word yeah. with the right heart. Yeah, totally. True believers just continue to be more dependent on God. Yeah. So that's the first thing. Right on. Yeah. So be true. in the word every day. No, that's so true. And
0: you think about guys like Peter ends. Or Rob Bell or something, you would think, you know, in your head, these guys were in the Word a lot, right? I mean, he was a professor at Westminster, Peter Eds. Yeah. But it's it's lacking the heart yeah. of devotion submission to the, to the Word and uh-huh. delighting in Christ. Uh-huh. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Delighting in the Word, too. Absolutely. I, that's where I was this morning, Psalm 1. Praise God. And, uh... Yeah. And it's like, man, if you're delighting in the law of God every day, you're not going to be wrestling with these questions about how, how true the word is because it's, it's truth that's going to be piercing into your soul. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah. Okay, Yeah. second point. I'm okay,
1: second and last point for today. Are you ready for this one? I'm ready. Bring it on. Okay, it, it has to do with an animal. Okay. And you know, I've been preaching in Ecclesiastes, and you know, you've got these creatures, right? You have in chapter 10, there were dead flies. There, there were horses, princes, mm. princes, slaves riding on horses, princes walking on the ground. There were um, birds and snakes right uh, but uh, none of those creatures today okay chicken
0: hmm.
1: you know chicken hmm. now chicken is very common chicken's all over the place right yeah. here's here's the second thing don't be a chicken all right <laughs> Now, what do i mean by that you know what i mean i mean that it, what what do i how do i mean that as an example okay i don't mean be don't be a chicken that walks around. you can't turn yourself into a chicken. But a chicken, uh, you know, in our culture, that means like you're afraid, mm-hmm. you're timid, you're, mm-hmm. you're going to run away from, from the battle. Okay, here it is. Chickens don't go looking for fights, right? Chickens actually run away, okay? The chicken, and, and here's the thing. Don't go looking for a fight, but don't run away when you need to refute hmm. lies. It's like this. Let's say someone comes to you and wants to gossip. They Tell you it's a juicy tidbit. A little bird told me, like I said on Mm -hmm. Sunday, a little bird told me. That's the gossipers song. And if you don't shut that off right away, you get sucked into it. Okay. So here's what happens when there's lies trafficking. Let's say you're meeting with a friend. Okay, so okay, listeners, it's gonna be really practical. You're meeting with a friend for coffee, and you real you know, you realize maybe you knew ahead of time or you realize in the meeting, my friend is wavering as it relates to the faith. They're not in the word, they're starting to question God's goodness, they're starting to question the sovereignty of God and the the veracity of Scripture, the truthfulness of Scripture, and you're, you're noticing there's not a great love for Christ. And by the way, those are the markers, right? Uh, denying the sovereignty of God and the goodness of God and the Word of God and and not having love for Christ. And you're noticing this, and they start saying some things. They say, you know, I'm I'm deconstructing my faith, or I'm, I don't know, I'm I'm questioning everything I was ever taught, mm-hmm. or they're even getting more bold and saying, you know. I need to tell you some things because I want you to be warned. And they're, they're and you finding out that they're trying to rescue you from your close-minded views, where you just believe the Bible to be true because you read it and you and you know it's true. And what happens is if you don't refute that, if you go, "I'm just going to be a listening ear, I'm just going to listen," and then you take it in. First of all, they might think that you agree and that they've you know won that battle. Secondly, you might get deceived and start saying, yeah, that sounds plausible because this is a nice person and they've gone through a bunch of hardships, but they've come out and seems to me that I like what they say. Because if you don't face up on on mistruth right away, Mm -hmm. for example, if someone gives you a counterfeit bill, let's say you're selling something online or whatever, and someone comes to your house and they don't have Venmo, but they have cash. Mm -hmm. So they want to give you, I don't know, $40. And let's say that both bills are are fake, or let's say one of them's fake, mm-hmm. and they drive off and take the goods. <laughs> Sorry.
0: Yeah, that's it. You know.
1: <laughs> and what if you start thinking, I don't know if this is real, but you were afraid to say something. Mm-hmm. I'm saying you need to not be a chicken, and you need to refute lies now, appropriately, kindly, gently, firmly. Okay. So do it graciously, mm-hmm. but be bold and say. I don't agree with that. I don't I don't think that's right. And let me tell you why. So you need to be ready to give an answer for the hope that's within you. Oh, wait. Not just with unbelievers, but with really confused, professing believers mm-hmm. who may be a real believer who's deceived or might be an unbeliever. So they're a Judas or a Peter. Yeah. So that's the deal. Someone's starting to deny the faith. They're either a Judas, where they never were saved to begin with, or they're a Peter that's going to repent as God brings them mm-hmm. back to repentance in his kindness. Mm-hmm. But it's going to be based on truth. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Super helpful.
1: So uh, be in the word every day and don't be a chicken. Yeah. yeah.
0: Amen. Right on. Super good stuff. Listeners, hope that was helpful to you. Mike, do you have anything else for us before we close?
1: Yes, I do. You're getting married this Sunday. Correct. Hey people, listeners, shout out to Connor Haas. Connor and Emma are getting married this Sunday it's gonna be awesome, um, and I don't know if he's coming to church in the morning, but I'm preaching Ecclesiastes 11 <laughs> verses 1 through 6. Even if he's not here, all three services. I know. Seriously though, uh, we're praying for you, Connor. We're rejoicing with you in your wedding, and your wedding's gonna be great. It's gonna be a worship service, mm-hmm. and uh, our pastoral staff's gonna be talking about weddings and you know how to prep people for weddings today and our pastoral staff lunch. And I just have weddings on my mind, and you know it's interesting in in life and as pastors. We do weddings and funerals. Those are two of the things we do, and, and one is joyful in a, in a great way, like in a wedding. It's a, such a celebration, picture of Christ in the church, and the marriage supper of the Lamb, and all of that, but then a funeral.
0: Which we just had
1: two We just days had ago. one two days ago with, for Bud Gilbertson, and, and, I, and I really believe this with all my heart, and I've experienced it so many times. You go to so many funerals, and you're like, man, how many more funerals am I going to go to? Uh, well, a lot in your life until, you, until you're until you at your own or you're not, you know, everyone's at yours, whatever, and you die, unless Christ comes first. But it's interesting when it's a believer, you grieve, but you grieve with joy because of their strong testimony in Christ, because of their hope in Christ. And so it's interesting that a wedding and a funeral have similar elements of, you know, you got parents who are like, oh, my daughter's moving out or my daughter's getting married. It's going to change the relationship. Yeah, cutting the cord of, of of dependence, right? Mm-hmm. Leave your father and mother, cleave to your wife. And then when you when you say goodbye to someone when they die, but as a believer, there it's joyful, yeah. you know. Yeah. So parents that are marrying their daughter off, they're like, oh, it's bittersweet, you know. But it, they, we're gaining a son, you know. Mm-hmm. anyway, so <laughs> praise God, you're getting married this Sunday. Yep. I'm excited yep. about it. Thank Everyone's you. excited for you. Yeah, and, me um, too. Yeah, I think that's my final thought. Is you know, rejoice in every moment that God gives us, and and just cling to the truth yeah
0: right on super good well everybody who's listening at home we love you and we're thankful for you and we love to be able to to have this way of of communicating with you we're so thankful for you we will talk to you